Corpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is Chris Kiefer, and this is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and those crotch rockets out there. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. Over 75 bucks, so don't email me. It's over $75. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the number one parts accessory source for all of us crazy dirt bikes slash two-wheel dudes out there. So thank you, Rocky Mountain ATVMC. Thank you, Fly Racing. The gentleman in the seat with me is a Fly Racing athlete. He approves of the gear. I converted him to Fly Racing, so... When he, when he speaks, just know that it is because of me he is in fly racing gear. And, of course, JT, but mostly because of me. So <laughs> check out flyracing.com for all the gear, hard parts, accessories, casual wear, anything you guys want. 2020 gear is coming very soon. I'm going to go up to Boise, Idaho, or as JT tells me to, to speak clearly, Boise. That's how you say it. So I'll be up there in July, and we'll have some 2020 gear announcements soon. So in the meantime, go check out flyracing.com and get the setup. Last but certainly not least, Racetech, Racetech.com. They're doing an engine for me for the CRF250R. Can't wait to talk to you guys about that because that sucker needs some horsepower down low. This guy with me also will probably rebuttal and say his bike is better. That's a whole nother podcast. We can get into that later. But go check out Racetech.com for any suspension services, engine services that you need, even vintage bikes. If you guys have some old-ass vintage bikes, they've got parts for you. Trust me. I just walked the warehouse yesterday. There's all kinds of stuff in there. So go check them out, Racetech.com. And if you guys have any questions about my advertisers or maybe you guys want to know some discount codes, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I will help you out. All right, we're here. I say we because I'm not in the studio alone today. Travis Preston is here for the weekend, but we decided. Actually, no, this is Travis's idea. I'm this, not going to take yeah, any. Yeah. I'm not taking any credit for this. One hundred percent, my idea. I called you and yeah. set this up. So, Travis Preston, 2002, 125 West Coast champion, and no 450 moto wins outdoors. No. No, I got fifth overall, two thousand five and maybe two thousand six outdoors. But yeah, so I was I was driving a couple with podiums, someone. but no overalls. I was driving with someone today, and and uh, Michael Allen asked me, "What was your most successful year for money? What year was that?" Two thousand six. That uh, Honda? factory Honda. Yeah, yeah, factory fact, Honda contract. Yeah, factory Honda, That's what yeah. I told him. That's what yeah. I thought it would be. So yeah. there it is. So Travis Preston came up with this idea. This podcast is all about practice track etiquette 101. Travis was doing durability testing this week, and of course he's riding 
at all these open days, track days here in California, vacation for the kids. So, of course, track days are crowded. But he came up with this idea, and I was like, dude, that is an excellent idea. Let's do this podcast this week because even though you guys out there may think you know what the hell is going on and what you should do, we see a lot of bad things at the track, yes? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it seems to be the longer you ride, of course, it's like there, there's unspoken rules. Right. And I feel like some people don't know these rules, and maybe there needs to be something that's kind of laid out. So everybody just kind of knows this is how it, it is, um, and this is how it's going to be. Because, yeah, I mean, you, if you and me have been riding these tracks now in Southern California for 30 years. Right. So I think if there's anybody to talk about this topic, it's us. Right. We're day in, day out. We're test riders. It's what we do. We know what goes on at these practice tracks. So some tracks have different – some tracks are fine. Right. Because the level of rider is high, higher. Right. You go to other tracks, and the level of rider is lower, and maybe they're inexperienced, not a lot of time, and then you run into a lot of problems. Yeah. So we're going to cover a lot of things in this podcast as far as – what you guys should do, what you guys shouldn't do, probably more importantly, shouldn't do. Um, I see things. I've come up with a couple things. Travis came up with a few things. And we're just going to bounce some things off of you guys just so you know. So this is a good podcast for your buddies to listen to. So if they're not podcast fans, maybe turn this thing on for them as they drive to the track. Maybe you're a beginner and you don't really know what to do if you're coming from a vet track to the main track. Because we, we can talk about that as well. Yeah. Um, and I, and I know not everyone rides the tracks all the time. So there's, how do we mix beginners with pros on the same track and all get along? Okay. And even though speeds are drastically different, there's ways for you beginners to get on the same track without getting in the way and even still being slow. So we're going to cover that topic. I'm going to start this thing off by just saying one thing. Let's just start this off by gate. Getting into the gate. <laughs> okay. okay. I see a lot of guys trying to sneak their way into the track. And let me explain something to you guys out there. I, I get it. It's expensive. I understand. But if you have a $10,000 motorcycle, you can afford 30 to $40 to get the gate, get into the gate. Okay. Don't set yourself up for bad karma. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Like if I sneak and – and I've done it, guys. Like I've snuck in. I've snuck uh, – friends in back in the day but i guess it's me getting older now and i feel like dude i don't want that karma being a dirt bike rider and there's enough shit we have to worry about i don't want that on my conscience knowing i snuck you or someone else in just pay the damn gate fee well you know for me it's like a business once i was self-employed right and you know doing it on your own it's like these tracks are business we see all these tracks shutting down. We want these tracks to make money. Right. So let's pay them the money. The I mean, see how much the diesel is now. You see how much it costs for water. And, you know, I think, I think Southern California tracks do a pretty damn good job compared to other tracks around the country. Yeah, honestly, you're more spread out than I ever have been. I'm, I'm more localized. But what's, how does it differ from East Coast to here? Well, one is East Coast tracks. There's no tracks on the East Coast. I mean, maybe there is. I don't know. But um, California tracks are open during the week. It's tough to find, I think, an East Coast track that's open during the week. Oh, really? I, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, like I stayed in North Carolina when I was back staying when I was racing. 
yeah, it was, you only had good practice tracks on the weekends. There wasn't a lot of stuff open during the week. So most of the time when you rode during the week, it was on private land? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, and well, for example, for example, out here in Milestone, they're open freaking seven days a week. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for, tra- for a track that's open seven days a week, that pr- they do a pretty damn good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could change the track up more, but I mean, as a track owner... You're never gonna please everyone. It's it's got to be a shitty business because you got complaints. You got people. It's too much water. It's not enough water. Track jumps too big. Not big enough, uh, dude. I couldn't even imagine. And as moto guys, we bitch a lot about a lot of shit. Yeah. So, but yeah. So the first thing is when you walk in, just 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 pay the damn money. Yeah. I mean, you got a ten thousand dollar bike. Thirty dollars isn't gonna kill you. And if it goes to forty, don't bitch. Right. Just, just pay it and be happy. And if you can't afford it, don't go. That's plain and simple. Don't go. So that's my spiel. All right, Travis. Interacting, coexisting on the track, beginner to pro. Start us out. How do we how do we achieve this? So first is I think if you go to a track that has a vet track and then a more like pro where all the fast guys are going, it's pretty easy to figure out where the good guys are going. If you're a beginner, you don't have to be macho. You know, no, no one's talking shit. Right. Go ride the vet track. Yeah. Something like like at like at Anza, I like the vet track better. Okay. So uh, there's no shame in riding the vet track. Right. Because if you go to the bigger track, there's jumps that you might not be jumping, and I'm jumping, and I can come up on you pretty quick, and then we can run into a problem. Okay. So, so I, let's stop right there. Let's say that beginner is on the track doing that. What is he supposed to do as a beginner to let you come up on him quick and pass and pass him over a jump? What is he supposed to do? What is the correct way to do that? Well, first for me is I just want them to hold their line. Okay, that, that's what I'm saying. Don't move. Right. Because I'm covering, I'm covering a lot of ground faster than that beginner is. So, and it seems like they always go the wrong way. Right. So just don't move. Just stay there. I see you, and I'm going to go around you. So just stay put. Okay. So listen, as Travis says, if you're a beginner, vet track's fine. And learn the basics. Learn te- You can learn a lot of technique on a vet track, yes? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah you're probably not going to get the same prep on a vet track than you do the main track. Maybe there's not going to be as many ruts. But you can learn flat corner technique. You can foot placement, uh, adjusting your body in, in air over jumps. I mean, there's all kinds of shit to learn no matter where you ride. First and foremost. Now, if you are on the main track, just what Travis said, hold where you're at. If you're even in the main line, if you're a beginner, you may or may not know what you're doing. But if you're in the main line, just stay there. We, as faster riders, will find our way around you. And if you're a faster rider and you're revving your engine, which we will get to this topic later. Okay, okay. But if you're revving your engine at a beginner, you're an asshole. Yeah. Just chill out. Yeah. It's practice. I know you might be getting on the clock and timing. But if he's holding his line and he's not looking back, jacking you up, and he's just riding, go to a different line, dude. It's not you didn't oh you don't own the fucking line. Hey, are are we allowed to tell stories here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. so this, this is a story. People time. like stories. Okay. Okay. So so to to what you just said, revving at a beginner. Okay. So this happened a couple years ago. We we had an engineer that just started working with us, Vinny, and he was kind of new to riding. And we're at Glen Helen during like motocross season. So the track is packed. You have a bunch of pros getting ready. Everybody's hauling ass. 
So me and me and my coworker Vinny are out there warming up. And Vinny was on the outside of the track, kind of holding his line, but there's a lot of people out there. So I'm not gonna say who the pro was, but right. it was a it was a young kid. So maybe he didn't know. Let's just call him out. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna call him out. Okay. I'm not gonna call him out. Um so he proceeded to then like slam my coworker pretty bad. Right. And my coworker is a beginner. He's slow. He's an engineer. Dude, the dude sits behind a computer all day. Right. So that like pissed me off. So then I go into rage mode and then I chase <laughs> this kid down and then I just punt this kid off the track because as a faster rider, we know you can evaluate somebody's skill level pretty quickly. Right. So if I if, I, if I'm coming up on a beginner, you could see right or, away. Or dude, I I can tell you what age you are as I ride up <laughs> on you. So I and that's the thing. Like I treat everybody with respect. Because, First and foremost, because right. we all we all started. Yep. I sucked when I started. Yep. I give it up to the dude that's sixty years old working a full time job and he wants to ride Glen Helen on Thursday. Absolutely, that's fine. Yep. So if that dude is not in the main line, have fun. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to bother him or do anything with him. It's just I have a problem when people don't show each other respect. Yeah. And you have to be evaluating everybody's ability when, when you come up on them. And we're going to talk about respect. That's another topic I wrote All down right. on the, my All notes right. here. But to, to spin off on your story, did the kid trip out on you after you took him out? No, the kid didn't do anything, and I did it in a corner where his mechanic saw. Oh wow! Oh, so it's it's a full blown dude. He has a mechanic. Yeah. He, oh yeah. He had a mechanic with a pit board, and I blew him off right in front of the mechanic, and nobody said a word. I'll be damned. So yeah. Well, I've had a similar story with my kid doing the same thing, and uh, yeah, I, I same thing with me. Like I'll go out, and now I'll, I'll screw with that dude because he screwed my kid, and I'll make sure my kid's not bullshitting me. I go, "What'd you do? Did you do anything?" And he'll go, "No, I just did there." And my, this dude just took me out. I'm like, "Okay, then it's on." Like, look, you're fast. We get it. It's cool. Like, yeah, you're good. But what Travis says is exactly right. Have respect. The guy over there working his balls off, bought that bike, just be- belongs on the track just as much as you do. We yeah. all belong on the track. Y'all paid your gate fee. We all get on there. Yeah, if it's overcrowded, it is what it is. I mean, if you're a faster dude, then go somewhere else, man. You know what you're – you as a fast guy, you know when you get to a crowded track what you're about to encounter. Because listen to me. If you're a fast guy, listen to this. How many faster people are at the track than you? I bet you, just same thing with you and I go to a track locally. How many people are faster than us? I can probably count on one hand, right? Well, yeah, and then this is kind of why I want to talk about this subject is because now, like, I'm starting to be, like, I'm not in that group anymore. Like, I'm getting arm pump. I'm not riding as much. So I used to be able to run with the kids and hang with these guys. So now I can't do that. So now I have to start thinking about, okay, wow, I, I'm paying attention. Who's behind me? Who's coming? Okay, I hear somebody coming. You know, I, I'm in the main line. I'm going to slowly work my way out of the main line. You know, let let Dean Wilson take that line. Right. And because I know that these guys are doing motos, I don't want to roost them. I don't want to hurt their lap times. So I'm just trying to be considerate to to these guys that are trying to make a living. At the same time, you know, I'm I'm trying to twist the throttle too. Which is which is it's funny that we're even talking about being considerate and using your head. It's amazing what uh, privilege, 
young Southern California kids, and I'm not saying it's just Southern California, but there's a lot of that here where they just think they're the shit, and I'm just going to own the track, and I'm fast, so screw this guy. Look, as a beginner, hold your line, have fun, do what you're going to do. Obviously, it's a dirt bike. You're going to get squirrely at times. We get it. Shit happens. But there's no need to cross jump. As a beginner, if you're listening to this, don't go from the left side to the right side. Stay your line. So let's say you're not jumping a triple or you're not jumping a step up. Stay to one side of the yes. jump. Okay? Yes. Don't go in the middle and then gas it and then not jump it. That's deadly for you and the guy yeah. behind you. If you think you're going to jump it, jump it. And if you know that you're not, move to the side if you know someone's behind you. Be, be aware of your surroundings yes. on the track. Don't be so um, tunnel-visioned and you don't know what's aware around you. I, I tell this to my wife, Heather, when she drives. She always asks me, why are you always looking in the rearview mirror when you're driving? I want to know my surroundings. And as a motocrosser, that's, that's what I've learned. And then I, I use that when I drive on the freeway. Like if shit goes down on the freeway and I need to swap right, swap left, I know who the fuck's behind me yeah. and how far away. That's that's motocross 101. So so you're you're talking about a good point right now. Okay. Because some of these guys at the track, it reminds me of a fucking Prius in the fast lane. Yes. You know, like if if people are blowing by you in the fast lane and you're going 60 and everyone's blowing by you, there's a problem. Exactly. Get behind the fucking semis, draft the semis. <laughs> Don't hold us up cuz we got somewhere to be. Right. Same thing with the track. Same like, thing at the track. You know you're getting blown out. Maybe get off the main line for a get bit. Get off the fast line, okay. buddy. Go yep. to the slow line. Right. And just go back and forth. Know your surroundings is what I'm getting at. Know who's coming up. Know what's in front of you. Just know your surroundings. You belong on the track, but just like we need to know our surroundings, where you're going, you need to know where we're going. So it's all a huge, considerate, thoughtful big family out there when you're riding. And once you don't do that, bad shit can happen. I tell that to my 13-year-old boy. The first thing, he, he's revving his engine, he's getting ready to go out. I go, hey, pay attention to what's going on out there. Know what's up. Learn the track. Okay? And he always says, yes, Dad. So I preach that to him. So guys out there, beginner, hold your line. Stay to the side on the jumps and hold that. And if you're in the main line and you're getting blown out and you start hearing guys revving their engine... Get off the main line every now and again. Let that main line breathe. Let it let, be, let people pass you. Yeah, there's other lines on the track. Right. Okay. So next thing we talked about that's important, getting roosted. <laughs> or, and it's not even getting roosted. It's, uh, it's more about people. Shit. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Woo. I don't even like my fucking name on my jersey sometimes. Really? And you don't have yours on there. I do. You do now? Fly hooks me up, brother. Oh, my God. We're pressing 11 okay. so all the time. So that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. So Travis is talking about people hopping in front of them. They're roosting them. Guys want to measure up to the fast dudes. Let's go ahead. Go ahead now. Okay. So I'm down to race. Right. Right. I'm at the track. I'm testing. But, I, you know, we, we all love to ride bikes. You want to go fast. Yeah. I So we're... I, I, we like to twist the throttle a little bit. So if I'm doing a little test session, you want to hop behind me and, no see, and see what you got? No problem. Let's go. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But the problem I have is don't hop in front of me. 
Right. Because Scott hooks me up. Scott's been a great sponsor for many That's years. That's a plug. <laughs> I got tons of tear-offs, but I don't like asking for shit. Uh, we're not on roll-offs anymore? No, I don't. I, I, wow. Now, if I rate... No, hold on. Hold on. Oh. You, you seen Scott's new roll-off system? No. It's it's good. Okay. So if I was racing, I would have their system, which I have a couple. Wow. On backup if I do race. Okay. So but for practice track, I am tear off only. Wow. So yes, for yes. those of you that do not know, Travis was a roll off guy even for like I mean it's 106 out dust. There's not a mud inside. He's still on roll off. Love them. They never let me down. Wow. I fucking love those They've things. They've never had the you never had the, no, the never, string flap. Never. Oh. Never. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> so so yeah, um so if you want to race, get behind me. I'm cool with that. Okay. Now, if you want to get in front of me, I better know you. Okay. okay? So I, like like Ivan Tedesco. You want, Ivan wants to get in front of me? Right. That's okay. I right. know Ivan. Ivan can roost me all day long, and I will eat it, and I will like it. Okay. Chris, you can hop in front of me. You know, my coworker, what, whatever. Right. But if I don't know you, don't get in front of me. And I okay. see that that's been happening, especially this week for some reason. People are hopping in front of me. Right. And then, of course, they hop in front of me, and then I'm faster, and then they're not getting out of the way. So and then it's that, tough to pass because these lines are like you have one well, good you, line. Well, you, you go to Milestone, and it's a small little track, and it's the, there's only one line. So right. then, then that creates another issue. Right. So what Travis is saying, I'm going to give you guys a cliff note version of that. If you're a slower guy, we get it. You want to see how you can stack up to, to these faster dudes. Travis has his last name on his jersey. Possibly there's a guy out there going, ooh, that's Travis Preston. I want to ride with him. How, in what other sport can we ride with our heroes? I get it. Well, I'm, here, so, so, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. So I was riding at Glen Helen yep. on Thursday, and there was a lot of people out there. Aaron Plessinger was out there. So I hear him coming. He's catching me. So I'm, I, I – I know he's coming. I slowly get out of the fast line. Again, aware of your surroundings. Yep. Okay. So he goes to the inside. I'm on the outside. Homie goes by, and then I pull in behind him. Okay. That's it. If you want a dick measure, you can dick measure behind him. There you go. Right. So if you're going to dick measure with the pros, don't piss them off. I mean, they're trying to do some work, right? And, they're, of course, they're going to catch you and do these things. So... I understand you want to you want to see where you're stacked up, but if you're going to do that, most likely get in behind that guy. That's not going to piss him off, okay? And if you're for some reason you do hop in front of a guy, and if he if you there's a thing called eye racing when you practice, yeah, okay. When you eye race, I can I can glance across. You call the track. it eye race? Eye racing. Hmm. What do you? Call I, it? I thought you would call it something else. What? Oh, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Why? No. Dick measure? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, go, go ahead. No, just go So anyway, iRacing is I can glance across the track and see Travis. I know where Travis, at every lap at the point, that's the point I look over and say, oh, where's Travis at? Is he, am I gaining? Is he catching me? So if you see Plessinger, Travis, whoever, catching you from 20 seconds back, and then the guy catches you, let him go. He caught you 20 seconds. You holding him off? Doesn't do anything for you, dude. Nothing. And especially when you got guys like like Plessinger who's doing a thirty minute moto. You know, he only has fourteen tear offs or whatever. Right. So I'm I don't want to waste one of his tear offs. Just let him go. He caught you. Yeah. If you hold him up for three corners, big deal. I mean, ugh. 
That's what I don't like about California. It's like, oh, I held off so-and-so for three corners. Who cares, bro? It's practice. No one gives a shit, for one. And you just pissed off someone. Dude, it's not worth it. I race him and then glance across the track, see where he's at. And if he's gone and he catches you, then just, all right, pull over. Get And here we go. Pull him behind him. See what you're about. The roost is a lot different than two-stroke days. I think you can vouch for this. Yeah, it hurts, dude. It hurts. Yeah, and then if it seems like like I I don't wear a chest protector. I you don't wear a chest protector. I do on practice days because that's oh really. I do a front protector. Yeah, because it's bad. Yeah, I, I haven't worn anything. And so hurts. when <laughs> the roost hurts, it's evolved over the years. And getting a four fifty roost, dude, it sucks. <laughs> it's not good. And I've noticed this. I didn't even think about this. Someone said that to me too when I was racing. Why are you so tight? Keep you riding tight. I'm getting roosted. And never even thought about how it affected my technique. I said that to you. Is that who you said that? I said that, that to you great... because that's what happened to me when I raced. That's, that's exactly. Yeah, you're right. That's great. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So when I'm getting blasted with, with dirt and pebbles and rocks and all this shit. It fucking hurts. You're tensing up. So get this. When I raced Unadilla, you would hear people on the starting line going down the start straight screaming. Really? Over the sound of a 450 wide open, you could hear people screaming. Wow. That's how bad the roost hurts. And I have pictures of my, Heather's taking some pictures of my chest. It just looks like I got shot up. Just dude. like somebody's point blank range uh-huh. with a And then three days later, before I'm in the gun. shower and I see all this bruise. I'm like, where? I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. That's where that came from. Yeah. So look, don't hop in front of the pros. Don't piss them off. Don't be that guy. There's plenty of those dudes in Southern California. Don't do that. Just be cool. Get in behind them or learn something. Pull off the side of the track and watch them ride. You will learn more by doing that than trying to pull in front of them, pull them behind them, getting roosted. If you're having problems with a section, sit over there on that section and watch them go through it. Mimic them. Go practice it four times. Watch them again. It's a live school right in front of you. It's free. Basically, you paid $30, you got all these dudes. Watch them, you know? It's better than $200 going to Travis Preston school, you know, or how much that costs, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. dude, you might as well try that. So, hold, you know, beginners, hold your line. Don't hop in front of anybody. Um, the la- <laughs> So, let's talk about revving since we, uh, since we mentioned that. Yeah. When is it right? When is it right to rev and when is it not right? Uh, okay. So for me, I think this is the instance that I ran into this week was, um, you come up behind a rider who the rider is a pretty good rider, right? Mm -hmm. Skillful, you know, maybe a pro and I'm slowly catching them. I creep up on them and you're at a small track. There's not many lines. So I'm behind that rider for a lap and, you know, for me, anyways, I can tell when somebody's behind me. You can hear another bike. Yeah, especially a Yamaha. <laughs> Come on. No, no, you can't. The intake noise. Aiden said that to me the other day. <laughs> Aiden said that to me the other day. He's like, Dad, there was with the star guys were on the track. He's you like, say intake noise. How about the dual exhaust of that Honda? It's not as loud as that. Dude. Come on. Well, the point of it is that Aiden said it scares them because that, that suction scares them. I guess. Oh, uh, so anyway. okay. Because horsepower. Horsepower scares them. That's what that is. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, oh, man. So, yeah. Um, 
Where were we? The revving. You're just revving. You're the okay? revving. Yeah. Okay. The revving. You want me to take this? Because I no, feel no, like no, you don't no, know no, where no, you're no, going. Hold on. With. You got me sidetracked. All right. Go ahead. The the revving. So yeah. So that's it. A lap. I go a lap behind somebody, and if I'm on their wheel, like literally inches behind them, and they're still holding the main line, I give them one lap, okay. and then and then I buy, I'll shoot a polite rev. Just give me an example. So I come into a tight corner, mm-hmm. slow speed, mm-hmm. second gear corner, mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Go on. Pull the clutch in and just give a little brup, brup. That's it. Uh, that's it? Just two. Wop, wop. That's just, it. Just two. Okay. That's yeah. a friendly one. That's a friendly one. That's like, I'm here. Okay. I'm trying to go. Yeah. Move over. Okay. So if you don't go, okay, then I'll give you another corner. Go ahead. Then I'm going to go into maybe the third corner after that. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to pull the clutch in for a longer duration, mm-hmm. and then that bitch is going to be bouncing off the rev limiter. Give me an example. Ba da 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 da. Right. Okay, that's a mean one. That's a mean one. Okay. So At now that point, you guys that know. means I'm mad. Right. And you need to get the f over. Right. Quickly. Okay. So now, you beginners, novices out there, you you just got schooled on what a friendly rev is. Yes. And what. I am pissed off Rev is. Yes. Just like when you're in a car, there's a friendly, you're at a red light and you're texting, it goes green, you got a dot, dot. That's a friendly honk. Like, hey, move it along, bro. R- reminding you. Yes. Reminding you. Then you me. got the other honk that's a, you're a fucking dick. Ah! <laughs> you're like, God damn. Yeah. So now you know. If you go, wow, wow. Hey, man, just letting you know I'm here. Yeah. No problem. I've got guys pissed off at me because I've done a friendly rev. Really? And they've come over in the pits and be like, well, you got a rev. I'm like, that's not a mean rev. So I'm glad we let that out there. there, There's a difference. Yeah, for the public to know, now there's no excuse. You guys know this. Yep. For you guys out there listening and your friends do not know that, explain to them what a friendly rev is and I'm pissed off rev is. So now you know. So I agree with Travis. There comes a point in time that you want to rev your engine just to let a guy know. And I've done that in the air as well. Oh, okay. I felt like uh, some guys are a little bit, uh, I don't know where they're going to land. So I'll wah, 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 you know, just give them a little friendly rev in the air. They kind of know and they can, we can move it along. But for the pros listening, don't be the mean rev guy. Maybe you guys don't even know how to rev your engine politely. Don't be the fucking rock, that means you're pissed. So you could have some dude pissed off at you for doing that, and he's just trying to enjoy his day. So give the guy a chance, right? Yeah. Give the guy a chance. All right. So now that you know how to rev and you distinct the revs, and now we're deep into this right now, any other story that you want to let out there? So, so yeah. So go, going off of the revs, okay. so you the polite rev is the rup rup. Yep. Then if that doesn't work, then you go for the meaner rev. The longer duration, clutch in, throttle open, rev limiters bouncing. Yep. If that doesn't work, what do we need to resort to? Ooh, you tell mm, me. Yeah. Little cuss words? Well, you're, you're, you're starting to become angry mm-hmm. under the helmet because at this point, you're getting roosted every straightaway, every corner. You're pulling tear-offs. <laughs> you're tired. My arms are pumped. Uh-huh. You're in my way. You're making my life more difficult. So now I'm going to proceed to make my life easier. Okay. My life becomes easier mm-hmm. when your ass is not in front of me. Okay. So you're going to do at all costs to do that. So I'm going to push you 
out of my way. Right. Okay? Okay. So if I've gone through the, the proper procedures of warning you, warning you, and you're still there, you're going to get pushed right. out of the way. Right. So just know that if the pro- protocol has been taken and you get pushed, it's okay. Right. You should be fine with it. Don't get mad. Yes. Don't that, come out in the pits, get all flared up. And get all mad. Right. Just because know that you, you had never know who you're flaring up there it is. against. There it is. You don't know who's under that helmet. That leads us to this. <laughs> okay. Listen, you you fast kids, and you got 11-inch arms, and your cardio is through the roof, and you're a badass, right? You are gnarly. You scrubbed past the Scrubbing dude, hard. Scrubbed hard. You ripping ruts. Dude, you're a gnarly mother on the track. <laughs> you're gnarly. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. When you get off of that track, you're in the real world. Homeboy, the roofer that you just fucked with Iron on the worker, track, yeah. he's got about 17 to 18-inch arms, right? And he's got about 220 in him. Yeah. Well, ben- the ben- real- benching 350. You guys are just screwing with the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're fast. You're not tough. Okay, so when you're off of that track, the real world will hit you in the face mighty quick, and the real world hurts really hard. Um, so just know if you're riding, give that iron worker guy some room, some credit, some some friendly revs before you go ape shit on him. Because even though you're a badass, you will get your ass kicked off of the track, and I've seen it happen. I'll tell you my story, Trav. I was at competitive edge one day. There was a fast kid. I, I, I would call him out, but I don't forgot his name now. So um, he, I just got there. I think I was a little late to the day. I started off a little late in the morning. So I was there 10, 1030. People were already riding or whatever. I get dressed. I'm on the track. I am on my first lap of the day. I'm just on the track. I am all the way to the left side of the track, just like we talked about. That's, wow. that's what we should do. I had this kid. Come over from the right side and just fucking punt me off of the berm. And you're on the left side. I'm on the left side. Wow. And it wasn't the I, He punt me off the berm where there was like maybe three marks. Like people went out there. So it wasn't a main line. So just like you, I see red immediately. Like I am fucking hot. Mm-hmm. So I managed to catch the kid, right? Because he, he's supposed to be the badass kid. I'm tough. I'm cool. Well... I catch him, and I tee him up. I smack his rear end. I spin him out, and he goes off the track. Well, he tries to cut the track and get in front of me again. Uh, Well, I I do the same thing again, push him off the berm, push him off of the track. Well, by the third time I've done this, his dad throws rocks at me. His dad is on the track giving me the what's up, what are you doing, Finally, the kid just pulls off because I'm I, I'm there to fuck with you now. So I'm not going. To, when I pass you, I'm slowing down. So now I'm just fully like Matasevich, Larry Warden, you right now. <laughs> he pulls off. So instead of freaking out on him, right? I've always was told from my good buddy Greg, which he's a captain of the SWAT in San Bernardino. He's like, when things escalate, you bring it down. People expect you to go ape shit, right? So I went to to the pit. 
Didn't go to mine. I went straight to his because I kind of figured out where he was. Seeked him out, went over there. As soon as I rode over there, the, the dad puffed up like he thought I was coming. Oh, yeah. And I took off my helmet. And I go, hey, man, how's it going? Just really calm. And I just de-escalated the situation. And I said, hey, man, I said, can I talk to your kid for a sec? He was like, dude, what are you doing out there? I go, sir, I just want to talk to your kid for a second. And he's like, here he is, whatever. And he's behind him like, I'm going to go jump the kid. And I go, hey, man, just like what we told everybody on this podcast, I go, hey, man, you have no idea who you're screwing with. You know, yeah, you're, you're a good rider. You ride fast. But I go, I'm old, but I can still keep up with you. So that says something right there. And I could have completely just fucking beat your ass right now, but I'm not. So word to the wise, don't do dumb shit to people that you don't know because you don't know what they can do. Don't judge a book by its coverage because the dude sucks on a bike doesn't mean he can't beat your ass. And I explained all of that to him, and I left. And by the time we left that day, the dad and the kid came over and said, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate it. Um, thank you for the lesson. We know who you are, You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, a month or two goes by. Um, the kid's racing doing, and doing things. The dad came over to me by himself and he goes, hey, that incident that I had a few months ago, that really made an impact on my kid and it changed him the way he thought. So it didn't have to go ape shit and kick his ass. It made an impact on him because I calmed down and just talked to him. So the point is, chill out. Don't piss off someone you don't know who it is because it could end badly for you, right? Yeah, that, that's a good point because, you know, kind of back to the iron worker thing you, you you don't know who you're dealing with yeah and you know it's it's like when, when you go to shoot somebody a rev it's almost like i want to know who i'm doing that to right and another story that happened to me this week because i was at the track all damn week you're pissing people off or what well no no i mean when you're at a track i was at the track four days this week for six seven hours every day so um, my, my, my coworker, Dustin Nelson, who used to race pro, very good rider. You know, we're out there doing some, some testing. We're doing long motos. So Dustin can ride, but we're doing long motos. So he's slowing down so he can make it. So a guy comes up behind him, shoots the rev like a polite rev. Mm -hmm. So Dustin knows the game. Dustin's with me and you. He understands the protocol. Right. Polite rev, Dustin's like, oh, okay, I'm in the way. I'm going to move over. Dustin says he moves over. Kid cleans him out. Wow. Pushes him off the track, over the berm, and Dustin's like, whoa. Okay? Wow. So this kid thinks, oh, I'm faster. This guy's slow. He doesn't know he's dealing with du Dustin. Nelson can twist the throttle when he wants to. Right, exactly. So Dustin turns it up, catches back up to the kid, and punts the kid off the track. That's awesome. So Does the kid do anything? No, it doesn't do anything. Oh, man. But... It's that's what I'm saying is like you just don't know who you're dealing with. And when you're in that situation, I just think it's like, you know, we, we just need to lay out these ground rules and you need to have respect. Right. That's and uh, another important topic that we like to discuss too: many parents crowded tracks. That's a big problem here because I know a lot of the times here in California, we do not split practices. It's just open practice. Good point. And. You many parents stick your kids on 50s out there with all of us that ride. Look, it's not safe. You're, you're going to hurt someone and your kid, and it's going to be bad. And I do not think him being a champion is worth losing his life or another guy's life over. 
it's it's a bad situation. It's a bad problem here in California. I went to the track last week, and there was about four fifties out there, Cobra fifties, and their wheels are so small they get sucked up in that soft dirt, and they just hook a left, hook a right. Yeah, you never know. You never know. They land, and then when they land, they get on the gas. They start hooking. That's what those things do because they're so pipey, um, and the kids are going to get landed on. And it's no matter how good your kid is, or you think how good he is, it's still not safe to put him on the track with gnarly riders. You, as a parent, should know the qual the level of rider that's out on that track. If it's gnarly practice day for pros, don't put him on there. He's not. He's not going to learn shit. Or know the track you're going to. Right. Like Glen Helen, for instance. Glen Helen is a gnarly track. You have a higher level of rider that goes to Glen Helen. I rode Glen Helen from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. this week. I did not have one problem. Right. Every single rider from beginner to pro, all we all got along. Everybody knew what to do. You got to know when you go to a track like Milestone that attracts some of the newer riders, some of the yahoos, that's where you're going to encounter some more problems. Right. So you need to take that into consideration when you go to the and track. And I think we run into that problem, too, at the level of track like we talk about. Glen Helen, you have to respect the track a lot. Uh, you, can't, you can't go crazy or you're going to get hurt. And I think those guys know that. They don't go there. Milestone, you can ride over your head a little bit and still be okay. Uh, and that's why we have problems there more. So I think more people go to that type of track. So regardless of the situation, uh, 50 parents, please don't do that to your kids. It's not good for them. It's not going to be good for you. And if if you do take your kid to an open practice day, know the hours where it mellows out. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. Your kid's going to learn more when it's ruddy, rough. You four know this o'clock, as a teacher. Eight, four, 4 o'clock at Glen Helen, nobody's there. Nobody's there. That and if a dude is there at 4 o'clock at Glen Helen... That dude knows how to ride. Right. He's been riding for a long time, probably has a job. You know, he's like a Gordon so Ward. Right. Gordon Ward, Jimmy Pardue. Right. Those dudes, <laughs> Jimmy Pardue. <laughs> those dudes know what they're doing. Yeah. So you can send your kid out there at that time. Right. You don't want to send your kid out at Glen Helen at 930. Right. So be safe. That's the thing. We all, want, we all ride, no matter what level. We all love to ride dirt bikes, and they all go back to the same reason. We started at a beginner, all of us, and we all sucked. We all mix-matched our gear. We did all kinds of stupid shit. Just know, just because some of us have grown up and gotten better, that there's not those kind of people out there on the track. They exist. That's most of our consumer out there. So please be considerate on both sides of it, pros to beginner. Beginners, listen to this podcast again. If you have guys out there that you know that are beginners, listen, listen to this. This is just two guys that have been out of track know the drill. They, I've been there. I've seen it. I've done stupid shit, and I've been on the other side of that stupid shit. So I've, I've been both sides. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have... 
huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, skosh. Skosh.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job it's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours, and if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sports Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. 
They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little known fact. I started racing desert when I was nine years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode heron hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37, and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink, and my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you can go to nationalheronhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalheronhound.com. Check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalheronhound.com. Go check them out. The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos. Usually, you're done by 3 o'clock. You're in and out. You get to race. Go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com. And you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. Screenprintingdone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, 
Because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. Last but not least for me, exiting the track. Look, I was at Dirt Rider. We, just, we did this kind of deal of how to get off of a track, where to get in on the track. Look, if you're a guy and you're on the left side and you go across the track to get off to the right side, I've been on the other side of that, man. It, it was nasty. I T-boned the guy, and I asked him, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I was getting off the track. I go, why are you cutting across the track and not knowing where you're at? Again, track awareness. If you're getting off the track and you're a beginner, hold whatever hand it is. It should be the left side because your, your throttle hand is the right, right? If there is a, a designated exit, okay, fine. Maybe this doesn't concern you. But if there's not, it doesn't matter. Maybe you got to get off right somewhere else besides the designated S exit. Lift your left hand up in the air like you're holding your hand in class and get the fuck off of that side of the track. Do not cross the track to get off because you're going to get cleaned out. I've seen it happen a lot. It's amazing. Yeah. And if you're entering a track, give yourself some room to gain some speed. I see guys getting off of, or getting onto the track zero to five miles an hour on a straightaway that everyone's doing 50 <laughs> jesus would you do that on the freeway no you're building speed to get on the freeway same thing find some space get on jump on i know it sounds redundant and and basic but you'd be surprised how many guys out there that do not know this so that is pretty much the basics of a practice day go ahead i got one more thing yeah go ahead so i have a question because yeah. this, this is a topic I don't know what to do. Okay. What do we do about the trainers, the mm, coaches? Good question. Glenn Helen. There was, I don't know who they were, but they'd have five, six, seven kids. Okay. They're throwing those 85s right in front of me uh-huh. as I'm coming down Mount St. Helens. Like circle jerking? That what they're doing? Yeah. Want, okay. Or, or doing motos, you know, like sprints. Yep. So they pull the track right on from me. You know, what's what's the protocol on that? Well, I feel like you would know. You're the trainer. You, you've you done this, right, for a living for a little bit after racing. Let's let's touch on this real quick. Let's say a parent is listening to this that, that's interested in having a trainer train their kid. What are the qualities that they should look at for their kid, someone to train their, their child? What well, I think, I, I think first and foremost for me is – has the dude ridden a motorcycle? In in a bit. Yeah. In a bit. Not nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five. And did he ride it at a at a decent level? Right. Ha, what has he done? Yeah. Okay. Like we need to see some credentials. I'm not going to invest my money in some guy that's never done any type of investments or anything, never made anybody any money. I want to see this guy's results. Right. What has this guy done? 
so that I can invest my money with him. Now, is there an exception to that rule? Is there an exception to the rule where the guy maybe hasn't done anything racing-wise, but is a fairly good rider and knows technique? Do those exist? Yeah, but then you would have to point to his clientele. Like, you know, maybe it's like an, an, an Alden Baker who he didn't race. Right. But, you know, his results are awesome. You know, so there, there's guys like that. And for me, it's important for me, and maybe you're different. If I was uh, a client and my trainer never rode when he trained me, I'd never seen him ride, that's a red flag for me. I would rather have a trainer that maybe not ride every single time, but I would like to see it when he's explaining it to me. Like if you're explaining something to me, I'm more of a visual guy. I can you can tell me whatever it is that you want to for me to do, but I kind of want to see it done, and that is more like muscle memory for yeah, me. Yeah, like put the gear on and show me, bitch. Yes, like yeah. I feel like you need to do that as a trainer. And I know we have all these USMCA and we're approved and all this stuff, which is good. I'm glad we're doing that. But I see a lot of trainers, at least in California, that are just on the side of the track. They're not riding. No. And I don't know who the hell the guy is. I, I don't see. I don't no. recognize the face. No. I don't know what he's never done. Never seen him. I've never seen the guy ride. And I'm pretty <laughs> active around here. Yeah. I've never seen that dude. We kind of know everybody. Yeah. So if you're thinking about taking your kid and put him in a class and having a coach, Make sure the coach is legit. It's not just UMCA approved. I'm sure they can pass that test. Make sure they can fucking ride a dirt bike and how well you can ride a dirt bike. You know, uh, I know you have good technique and you ride really at a high level. I have good technique, but I don't ride as high as a level as Travis. So I was always worried about technique as a test guy, as a, as a photo model for a magazine. So I always know where to put my, my elbows, my, my feet, and that's all good technique to be able to go fast, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Did, did we answer the, the question of what do we do about the kids getting on the track? Like you feel like it needs to be a separate thing? Or I, like, I, I, I just don't know because the kids need to train. Right. So what do, you, what do you tell them to do? Like don't get on the track in front of fast riders? or? Well, the problem is I don't here, know. at least in California, we have these big, I mean, you have these trainers that have five to six guys per deal, and they go to an open day when everyone's already riding anyway. So you have 150 dudes on the track. It's hard to squeeze in a school when you got to bob and weave dudes going up and down hills. Yeah, it's that's tough. tough. No, as a trainer, know where you're at. Yeah, you know. I think as a trainer too, you got to make it clear of where you're going to enter the track. Where are you going to exit the track? Honestly, Trav, I don't think this is a problem anywhere else besides California. No, you're right. Yeah, you know, the, the, I think the this is trainer. localized yeah. here because yeah. everyone's a fucking trainer. Everyone wants to get some money somehow, and not really work. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to sit on the side of the track, collect my two hundred dollars, and tell a kid what to do. It's basically <laughs> a babysitter. Yeah, you yeah. know, so uh, that's what that is. So, you guys out there, if you guys have any questions about anything, especially about this topic. Safety, because look, if you screw up, you're gonna be sitting on the couch for or just track years. etiquette. You don't know what to do. Right? There could be some situation we didn't describe. Yeah. If we didn't, if and and thought- and I would love to hear it because I've heard or felt like I've been through a lot of situations at practice tracks over the years. So if you have some situation that we didn't cover, yeah, let me know or let Chris know. Yeah, let me know. Hit me up, Chris at keyferingtesting.com. I can pass that along to Travis, and then maybe we can collaborate on a weekend here that we're chilling. And I can email you back and get you an answer. Because I know there's probably a lot of situations we didn't cover in this hour 
But this is the basics. If you follow these basics that we talked about, I think 99% you're going to be good. Yeah, you're good. Right, and you're not going to piss anyone off, and you're going to be just fine. We can all get along. Right. So this has been a Travis Preston podcast. This isn't a Chris Kiever podcast. (laughs) If Travis Preston had a podcast, this is what it would be about right here. This is it. Yeah. It would be good. I think you'd be good at a podcast. No, I wouldn't because I I, I don't have many good ideas. There are few and far between. Really? Yeah. I feel like you're, you're pretty, you're like a beautiful mind. You think a lot. Yeah, but I don't think about podcasts. But you think about subjects, and subjects are podcasts. That's what you do. You pick the subject, and here we are. Yeah, okay. Right? It's just me and you talking into a, a microphone. People listen. That, well, what, no, you know what this is? It's what I'm passionate about. Yes. And that so, makes it people – and that right there, that's what makes people listen because you're excited. You're into it. And that's how I am with dirt bikes. You know how I am when I get – we talk about <laughs> – quick story real quick before we get off here, and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll leave you guys alone. <laughs> Travis, me and Travis were debating on 33 3Ss. And oh, he's like, shit. And we're in the truck God, talking that was about, a conversation. Now, and we're talking about it. And, he, and he looks over at me. He's like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> you were yelling. <laughs> you got said that. No, no joke. That was the most fired up I have seen you in five years. <laughs> oh, my God. We were talking about tires, bro. Tires. <laughs> and you were fired up. I'm just, you were fired up. That's because I don't like the 33. God. The front 33 is no good for me. Travis... Says he likes it, and I'm trying to get the facts from him of why. And he was explaining his facts, and I said, "No, those are bullshit." No, 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 no. So you're blowing it out again. What we had, we were understanding each other. Okay, you're right. We we were understanding like your positive points of the three S were legit. Were legit. I understood. Right. The positive points of the thirty three for me, I could maybe see. You could maybe see. Okay. It's just we chose. Different, different uh, positive points. Different rubbers in our life. <laughs> because I'm, I like a, a, a initial bite, and 3S has that. 33 is more holding the line, right? Yeah, like like high load situation. Right. The 33 holds better. Right. But are you a front end steering guy? I'm a front, always front end steering guy. Okay, so you yeah. do need a front end positivity. I do, but maybe it's just because I go faster than that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is what we're saying. Because hey, I told this you. This is what it always goes back to, you son of a bitch. I told you the 3S works good on slow speed situations. Oh, my God. Listen, people, I can't really say anything because he is fast. I can't really say anything. Like, I'm fucked. When he says that, I don't have no comeback. But if you see him whipping, if you see him a track trying to whip, he's not good at it. Oh, shit. I'm better at him than at whipping. Trust me. And you, you can't say anything about it. No, I, I don't. But, hey, I, I know that I'm not good at scrubbing, and I know that I need work. But to my credit, I am working. That's, that's true. You're getting older, but at least you're trying to scrub. I'm trying to scrub. Right. I'm trying to keep it low. Right. And I'm looking for insight. Okay. So if you see Travis, and maybe you can scrub really good, just roll, roll your bike up to him. Say, hey, Trav, I'm so-and-so. I really want to teach you how to scrub. <laughs> and he'll listen. Yeah, I will. Okay, there you go. All right, hey, if you guys have any questions, like I said, chris at keyforinktesting.com. You want to get some merch, heather at keyforinktesting.com. We still have some left. Um, I think Heather just put an order in for some girl stuff as well. So if you girls out there or you guys that have some girlfriends that want some kefir splashed across their breasts, I'm sure. Are they tight, the tops? They're, they're tank tops. They're tight. Yeah, yeah. 
You approve? I approve. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Travis <laughs> approved. Um, hit up Heather, and she'll get you dialed. And, of course, as always, support the advertisers that support this podcast. It keeps this thing up and running. keeps us talking to Travis, talking about dirt bikes, and uh, hopefully gives you guys some insight, makes you laugh, and makes you smarter. That's why we're here to do this thing. So um, thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week with another topic. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, so I might take a week off from podcasting. No dirt bikes, at least talking about it. Trav? What? You okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine. You know me. Yeah, Travis is not riding a dirt bike this weekend. He's happy about that because uh, he rode all week. Yeah. So he's taking a weekend off. It's nice. So, all right, guys, thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next week.